Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Powering Quicken Loan Studios. It is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send them hot, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Listen, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but, uh, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn. That's what I'm going to go ahead and do. So we found this audio, and back up. You guys still there? It cut out all of a sudden. You still with me there, Hickey? Just say it into the mic. Oh, yeah, we're here. Okay, just making sure, because, you know, we're from different spots over here, baby. So I just want to make sure we had you. So about a month ago, actually February 9th, technically he's not getting shut down. Technically he's not getting shut down. But I'm going to give myself credit. I called it. Hickey hit it. If you can't get to the seventh seed by then, don't make the playoffs. Don't waste your time. Because what's, honestly, what's going to be much more of a detriment to LeBron James? He's got eight straight finals. He's got no chance, though, for the MVP. That'll come to an end. You have a group of marginal to not-so-great players who, again, they don't like him. So I have to ask you, what's the backside of this? Is it more embarrassing for him to go into the first round and get his ass completely walloped by Golden State or to miss the playoffs altogether because, oh, my God, my groin. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. My groin. Hey, hey. Woo! Oh, the groin ain't feeling good. Hamstrings, groins, whatever it might be, shut him down. And you can also do it, and I know this isn't a legal thing, you could also just say, hey, it's old age. Which LeBron would you rather have? If we're talking about stats and building those stats up, which LeBron would you rather have? 34-year-old LeBron who will save himself another month of the season, save himself some grind in the postseason, and I could even make an argument with the seventh seed if they really wanted to do this, have more games added to his career where he could help out his own stance because he's 6,000 points short of the all-time NBA record. He could help out his own standing, but will still get his ass handed to him by the Golden State Warriors at some point in the postseason. Would you rather have that, or would you rather than go to this offseason, have a chance at Anthony Davis, have a chance at Kyrie Irving, have a chance at Kevin Durant, have a chance at these guys, and then come back and dominate, be able to facilitate, be able to score, have them be able to facilitate to you. Would you rather have that, or would you rather be an eight seed and go embarrass yourself against Golden State? That was back on February 9th. Now we find out from Chris Haynes that they're going to shut it down, or they're going to have some load management, whatever that may mean to you. So I don't mean to toot my own horn, but here we are. And no matter what you say, no matter how big of a LeBron fan you are, we don't say Stan on the radio. You say fan on the radio. You don't say Stan. That's for Twitter. No matter how big of a LeBron fan you are, it affects his legacy. This affects how people see him. And quite frankly, it's why the, it's part of the biggest reason, it's really the biggest reason, why people put Michael ahead of LeBron. I think in past we've wanted to put LeBron ahead of Michael. See, it's always a generational argument. You'll get guys like me who are going to be old heads at some point here who will start to look at basketball in a different way and talk about how Michael is the greatest ever unequivocally. It doesn't change anything, but there will be people like our sons who will say that LeBron is the greatest ever. There will be their sons who say that another player who's probably in sixth grade right now playing around Rucker Park, that kid will be the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. It's always a generational type of argument. 
But for our generation where it's mixed, where there was Michael, Kobe, then LeBron, before that a little bit mixed in with Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson's a top five player, player of all times as well and definitely the best point guard ever. When you start to put the hierarchy of the all-time greats, this is what keeps him away. Some of it not his fault, most of it all his fault. We live in a social media world. We're more connected than we've ever had. If Michael were to go to Twitter back in the day, back with the 1990s Bulls, maybe with the final year with the Chicago Bulls when they still you know, won a sixth championship, if he, if he still would have done that, maybe we would have seen him different. Maybe we would have seen things different had there have been social media and we could see where he was maybe gambling at, maybe some of the dalliances that he was having with some of his teammates, maybe some of the thousands upon thousands upon thousand dollar card games that were going on on the team playing when they were trying to play Tonk. You know, one of those things might have changed things. But that was still of a different generation. And over that time, we never lost focus of what, what Michael is and what Michael was. And LeBron has lost that focus. LeBron's lost that focus. It's caused us to lose that focus. This is what keeps him behind Michael and what will always keep him behind Michael. LeBron went to L.A. LeBron forgot the golden rule. Know your audience. Know what made you famous. Know what made you, you. Protect what made you, you. You can roll out of roles as time goes on. You're not always just a basketball player. You can be an influencer. You can be a politician. You can be all these things. But while you're doing it, remember what made you You remember what made LeBron James the type of icon, the type of player, the type of guy that we revolve the basketball world around 24-7. Remember that. Remember that even though while your team is failing and you're the leader of that team and you are failing, I don't know, maybe you should have showed up to the arena with a glass of wine a few months ago and that was seen as no big deal before. I have no idea. While you're failing there... Don't put it on teammates. Don't put it on front office. Don't put it on, well, the league won't let me do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm supposed to start preaching about player empowerment because I'm not able to get Anthony Davis. Don't put pressure on a front office, or in the front office is certainly a lot to blame themselves, but don't put pressure on the front office to make some sort of a move, to make some sort of a trade to bring a guy in while your teammates are currently there. Other teammates have been known for this. Other teammates have been have re, have remembered this over the course of your career. But still for you, you've forgotten what's made you famous. You've forgotten what has brought people to your dais to take you seriously. I see the LA Lakers, I see a, a team that used to be one of the greatest franchises in professional sports history. One of the most historic franchises in professional sports history. I used to see that type of team. And while the name is still the Lakers, you have a more bund organization where you have a general manager that basically no one wants to make a deal with. You have a team president that's one of the all-time legendary basketball players but has incurred more tampering fines than he has actually brought in free agents for his basketball team. You have an owner that beat her brother in a in a power struggle to own that basketball team where it's clear that she really doesn't necessarily know what she's doing. And then you have this group of, frankly, not-so-great players. And we know they're not-so-great players. And before LeBron was able to throw them on his shoulders and lead teams of not 
not-so-great players, like the 2016 Cavaliers, like the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers, and take them to a promised land, or at least take them for the chance to win everything against incredible basketball teams that actually had other pieces. But it's caught up to him because he forgot what made him him. He forgot that. And again, when I reference showing up to the arena with a glass of wine while I'm going to take in the game and I'm going to check my phone and everything's going to be different and I I take over everything, you got to remember something. To me, as a 32-year-old man, he's a legend. To me, there's a reverence. To me, I watch him, my mind is boggled. I cannot believe what I see on a nightly basis. And that's always the truth and that's always going to be the truth no matter what. No matter what crazy thing I could say about LeBron. He's still the greatest physical basketball player I've ever seen in my entire life. But when we preach greatness, again, this is what holds you back. Because to everybody else on that team, to the 23-year-old guy on that team, while you could have imparted wisdom, while you could have preached that wisdom to him, while you could have made them believe you, while you could have really truly been a true leader, maybe you were more focused on other projects. Maybe instead of bringing Kyle Kuzma along with you and and making him into the type of player that you think you can make guys into, maybe instead of bringing him along, maybe you went and did did records with two chains and fans are finding you. Maybe you went and got ready for your movies. Maybe you went and got ready for your other business ventures because you forgot what made you you. If this is some sort of an early retirement, if this is some sort of a consultation, then fine. Call it what it is. Be a consultant for the L.A. Lakers. Just don't ever expect people to put you above Michael or even in the same sentence as Michael Jordan ever. Because while Michael played, while he was at the end of the line in Chicago, even when he retired, he was still a competitor. And when he came back to Washington, still a competitor, still averaged 20 points per, you didn't forget what Michael was about. This week, we have started to blur the line. And I told you back on February 9th, but we have started to blur, blur the line as a society that watches basketball on what, Mike, what LeBron James is about. The comparison with him and Michael Jordan is only that in points and nothing else anymore. There were teams that were made to stop LeBron James. That's no more. This is the first time in his 16 years that we've questioned what he can do for an organization. This is the first time in 16 years that he hasn't been able to take a team and throw them on its back and take them to the postseason. And dare I say, it ain't just because of the injuries. It's not just because of that. It's not just because of the players not really being good. It's that the players don't even like him. Bill Platschke's been strong against him. Other writers in L.A. have been strong against him. And it's because he lost that focus. You're playing for the Lakers. The Lakers don't just come with L.A. L.A. is supposed to come with the Lakers. They're one of the two, maybe three franchises in professional sports here in America where it's different to play for them. People make a big deal about the Knicks. Let's be honest, the Knicks ain't nothing. And the Knicks haven't been nothing, and I don't even know if the Knicks are going to be anything because they still have James Dolan who runs them, and that's all I can say because I don't want to get sued by the guy. You have other teams out there that we make a big deal about the Celtics. Okay, I can give you an argument for the Celtics. But when I look at professional sports, there's two teams that stand out above the rest. For greatness, for for legendary play, 
Maybe the Celtics get put up there, but I've always put the Yankees and I've always put the Lakers. When you go to play for the Yankees, you don't go to play for the Yankees because it takes you to New York. You play for the Yankees to be a part of tradition. You play for the Yankees to be a part of greatness. You play for Yankees to be play for the Yankees to be the next great Yankee. When you play for the Lakers, you play for the tradition, you play for the greatness, you play for the name, you play that everything that encompasses the organization. And to be the next great Laker, you don't go to New York to play for the Yankees just to get to New York. That's what the Mets are for. You don't go to play for the Lakers just to live in Los Angeles. That's what the Clippers were supposed to be for, except they whooped your ass earlier this week. You've forgotten who you are. Someday, LeBron will be a titan of industry. And he might be a guy who on television, I thought about this with Michael Strahan a couple of days ago. You see Michael Strahan, Michael Strahan on basically every piece of television. It's him, it's Steve Harvey, and Ryan Seacrest. They're on every American piece of television you're ever going to see. And I looked at him and I said, my sons won't remember him as the football player. I remember him as the football player. They won't. They'll remember him as a television host, as an entrepreneur, as one of the entertainers here in America, as one of the presenters here in America with the other two. That's how they'll remember him. That's how they'll know him. But while Michael Strahan played, Michael Strahan did things that remembered while you were looking at Michael Strahan. LeBron will be a titan of industry someday. LeBron will be a presenter, a movie star. He will be an entrepreneur. He will be good in politics, or at least he'll try to be good in politics. He'll be an owner of an NBA team more than likely. That brings its other set of problems that I'm not even trying to get into right now. And there will be a time where he will cross over. He will be a brand. He already is a brand. But his brand is basketball. And I think he's forgotten that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS. 4227. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. All those guests, courtesy of the hotline, we got a couple of them today. Sekou Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV. He'll join us at 1035, 1040 a.m. Eastern. Also, 1035, or excuse me, 1135, 1140 a.m. Eastern. Jason Cole, editor-in-chief, fansider. We'll talk NFL with him. We will talk today about Antonio Brown. I know it's hard to take a guy with a blonde mustache seriously. Just hear him out because he makes several valid points. I know you don't want to listen to him. I know he looks like the clown at the putt-putt course talking to you. I swear to God, Antonio Brown makes several valid points. Also, the Cardinals might be the new Browns. If you're a Cardinals fan right now, I can't, unless you're just the most blind fan ever, and then I don't blame you. Your fans are fans. But if you have any sort of voice in the back of your head, you better watch out. You better watch the hell out. If you're one of those Cardinals fans, 855-2124-CBS. Real quick, Hickey, get on the mic. Hey, Ken. Hickey, uh, we got, we, I can do this, right? I'm not going to get yelled at. I, I can, I can wish. At, but if okay, you do, it's, it's on you, not me. Hickey's with me. And usually, now Hickey's one of my, my brood of producers. I have like a family of producers that's produced me at CBS Sports Radio. Real quick, before we get back into LeBron and all that jazz. Uh, and this is the first time I've ever said all that jazz. It might be the last. Hickey's with me. It's not D-Ben today. Tom Benedetto is he en route back from Italy? Oh, no, he's there for another week. He's in Italy another week? Yeah, I think he's coming this back is Friday. A two-week trip to, this is a two-week trip to Italy. 
Two-week trip. Oh, my God. Okay, so he's done it already, right? He's done it. Big congratulations to Tom D. Benedetto getting hitched. Got engaged. He's becoming a man. He's been with that girl for how long? Four years? I think even longer than that. It's been a Man, come on, man. My wife, we got like a year in, and she's like, if you don't know, I mean, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, she's got a point. Hickey, how old are you? 24. See, this is the beauty. I could say that on this time slot. No one's going to run in and start yelling at me like in the old time slot I had. <laughs> anyway, um, um, <laughs> you're, tw- you're 26, 24? 24. <laughs> 24? Oh, you still got 16 months you've been with this girl, right? Yes. What's her name? Lauren. Lo- oh, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. 16 months? Uh, how old is she? Uh, she's the same age, but just turn or going to turn 25, so a few months ha- older. Has she said anything to you yet? No. No, man. We're just, okay. you know, taking okay. one day at a time. Man, there is a difference. I'm 32. I'm not that much older than you. And we got a year in, and Liz is like, what are we, we, we doing here? Okay. Wow. Huh? That's nice. Yeah, good for Deben, man. What's her name? Gigi? Gigi. Good girl. God, I know she's got a nice head on her shoulders. Tom's going to be taken care of. Tom better take care of her. Good for him. Good for them. The new couple coming back from Italy. What, at the end of uh, the end of next week, huh? Friday? Yes, Friday. So he will oh. be back here next week. Oh, God. All that wine, all that Italian food. They're going to have some rosy cheeks when they come back. Getting in the boom, boom room. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. LeBron, it, this should affect his legacy. Missing the postseason, it has to affect your legacy. When we make the arguments and we become the gatekeepers, when if it affected Kobe, it needs to affect LeBron. However, you can get it back. And that's what the, that's the second part of what needs to be said about LeBron through all this, is that I know LeBron looks like a complete and utter heel right now. And everything that's gone on this season with the Lakers and how the team has, if you've watched any Lakers games, and by the NBA ratings it says you haven't, if you've watched any of the Lakers games, boy, it looks like they are having a mutiny on this guy. And a lot of fans from around the league are rejoicing and enjoying that. He can get this back. But he can't sell the Lakers. For the first time in his career, he has to sell himself. And he has to sell himself not just... I'm LeBron, this is what I do for a team, ride with me, let's go win championships. That's not what he needs to do. He needs to sell himself as a teammate. He needs to sell himself that he will be giving, that he knows he's he's been rekindled of what it takes to win a championship. He's been reborn as a competitor in the second half of his career, that he needs to go out there and be able to contribute and be able to feed the ball to other great players around him. He needs to sell himself as a teammate again. Because in LeBron's entire career, while we've argued what type of leadership he really has, what type of play he's really been through, whether or not he had a clutch gene, whatever it might be, throughout LeBron's entire career, this has been argued. But the one incontributable fact is that players, with the exception of Dwayne Wade, and only Dwayne Wade, players have played for him, not with him. Dwayne Wade's the only player that's ever played with LeBron James. You think about all the players that have played with LeBron James. They've all been his servant. They've all been players to to placate. They've all been players who they better be standing in the right position while he fe- he feels out the defense, while he's able to see the floor. They play for LeBron. It's why Kyrie left. It's why other guys have gotten sick of him. It's why the Lakers have gotten sick of him. And for the first time in his career, he's got a gut check. A gut check about 
what type of player he's going to be for the rest of his career. Because when he won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016, that was the storybook, that's it, and that's all. And that seemed to end the movie. But when you've gone to the Lakers, you've reignited that with the fans. And when you go to the Lakers, it can't just be about the branding. It has to be about everything that comes with being a Laker. You are not bigger than the organization. You may think you're bigger than the organization, but to the sports fans, and again, the ones that were there from the very beginning to the ones that were there, you didn't protect that fan base. And so when you play for the Lakers, you're supposed to be the next great Laker. You can name the names. You're supposed to be the next one in line. And right now, you're not the next one in line. And the ones that were upset because of their love for Kobe, because they were old enough to remember the arguments between LeBron and Kobe fans and and Laker fans, they remember those days. They feel reignited by it. They feel justified in it. And they can't stand that you play for their team. Right now, the only thing that they see is you on their team with an empty bill of sale. That's all there is. If you really want to hem this thing up, if you really want to point this thing in the right direction and end your career as the complete and utter legend that you really are supposed to be, you have to sell yourself. You have to sell yourself the teammate. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, p.m. Eastern. We'll have five burning questions. I'm sure Hicks going to have some great ones. Again, a big congratulations to Tom D. Benedetto. Up next, Sekou Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, today, CBS Sports Radio, they bring you nonstop college hoops starting at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. It's a State Farm Missouri Valley Conference Tournament semifinals. And later, number 17, Nevada, welcomes in San Diego State at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. You're home for college hoops, CBS Sports Network. Coming up at 11.35, 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Jason Cole will join us, fan-sided editor-in-chief. We'll talk a little bit of Antonio Brown, a little bit of Kyler Murray, some other free agency, things like that. Joining us right now, though, on the hotline, we welcome in from NBA.com, NBA TV. You find him on Twitter, at Seiko Smith NBA, at Seiko Smith. Seiko, how the hell are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Okay, I I, I don't know what type of conversation we're going to have because there there's always a bit of a difference. And I don't know if you've noticed. You probably have. Between people who cover the league and fans of the league. So, like a fan of myself, I'll sit there and I'll make bombastic opinions about LeBron James and his legacy. And then I got to talk to a guy like you who will probably bring me a little bit back down to earth. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, Seiko. Do you think, do you think that missing the playoffs hurts LeBron's legacy? I don't think it does anything to it one way or another because we're going to see what he does in the aftermath of this. There are going to be three more seasons at least on his current contract where he'll have a chance to make people forget about the fact that the first year was a, you know, a disaster. Think about his first year in Miami and how bleak it looked after they lost the championship to the Mavericks and people were talking about his legacy and you know, the fact that they didn't get it done, they, you know, he, he left Cleveland when he shouldn't have. They went two straight championships in Miami, and nobody was talking about the first year. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about them losing to the Mavericks. It was all about 
you know, what is LeBron doing right now? So he'll have a chance to, to put this in his rear view. Um, but, yeah, right now it looks all sorts of bad. And, you know, and I'll tell you this, Ken, there's not a player and not an athlete on the planet who needs the extra two and a half months LeBron's going to get when the Lakers don't make the playoffs. I mean, this guy has played to the last day of the season eight straight years. He mm-hmm. needs the break, whether he knows it or not. Sekou Smith joining us on the show. Find him on Twitter at Sekou Smith. You know, you, you got a great point there about LeBron. I brought up, and I, I started the show with it. Back on February 9th, I said, if if they're not in the seventh seed and just the way the playoffs looked, because I thought, man, if you get to the eighth seed, you're just going to get your head hit, kicked in against Golden State, and that ain't going to help anybody. But if unless they're at the seventh seed by then, get out of it. Just, just shut her down. Now, they're going to go to load management, things like that. How much do you think that will help LeBron, and how much do you think it will do to maybe reignite a fire and maybe change the way he plays because he will miss the postseason? And you know that's going to be part of the conversation without him in the postseason during the NBA playoffs. I think it's huge. I think he's getting ready to to sit back and have a chance to reevaluate how he approaches the remainder of his career. Uh, and, and he'll do some soul-searching. He'll look back at this season, how he handled things, uh, particularly with his younger teammates, and, and figure out some things he needs to tweak. It's, there, there's something about coming up short, even at this late stage of an all-time great career, that will force him to reassess the ways that he's going about his business. And like I said, whether or not he or the Lakers realize it, it's actually a good thing that, that, you know, some of the reset that they're going to be allowed to, to do by not making the playoffs gives everybody a different perspective from the front office ownership all the way down to the last guys on that roster. Do you think he might've lost a little bit of perspective because you go back to him showing up with wine, Bill Palachki wrote about it. Just the way he kind of looks, it's almost like the Lakers came with LA where the Lakers are one of the most story franchise franchises in sports history really you should be protecting the brand of yourself and the lakers instead of worrying about living in la shouldn't you yeah i'm sure, look i don't i don't think there's any doubt that lebron like a lot of stars in, in sport and in entertainment and otherwise la can overwhelm you you don't look at la like it's new york where the media presence is as massive as it really is but when you get out there L.A. is a it's a pressure cooker like like any huge media market for for guys who play on the number one team in the market and the Lakers. I don't care about the NFL. I don't care about the colleges, uh, hockey, any the biggest game in town. The the one thing that the stars come out to watch more than anything is the Lakers. I've been going to Lakers games for almost twenty years now, covering games. Tell me where else you go and find that A-list clientele sitting in the first five rows to watch anybody else. They come out in droves. They love their Lakers. And I'm I'm sure that LeBron, even though he thought he was prepared for it, it probably overwhelmed him a little bit this year just recognizing what it means to put that jersey on and to be at the center of all that attention in L.A. 
Siku Smith joining us on the show, NBA.com, NBA TV. Can anybody upset the, upset, upset the Golden State Warriors, or are we just kind of saying that to stave off boredom? Well, look, I, don't, I never say never. Um, you know, when they won 73 games, and we all assumed they were cruising to a championship and Cleveland came back and beat them, that, that should prove to you that anything can happen. Um, but there's not a team right now that you look at and say, on paper, they can go in and, and win four, four out of seven against this Warriors team. Houston seems like the biggest threat for the second straight year. And I'm not sure that I feel comfortable even even contemplating the idea of uh, you know of Houston being able to beat them in that series. We saw last night what the Warriors look like when they're dialed in and ready, you know, for the challenge that, that awaits them. And they're not playing the opposition right now. They're playing legacy and history and their own internal, you know, adversity in terms of trying to win a third straight championship. Um, you know, third and four years, and really, the the history of what they're trying to do, they're 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 playing for something bigger than just themselves. They're trying to play for uh, some hallowed ground in in the history of the game. Is Kevin Durant truly unhappy? No, I, I think Kevin Durant is like a lot of guys who reach the pinnacle of their career in, in their late 20s think about it you know you when you climb that mountain at that stage of life you start looking for new challenges you start you know searching for different motivations and things that that keep you you know motivated and, and fired up i just think he's a guy who's exploring the boundaries of what he can do as a professional as a person and sometimes it manifests itself in strange ways. I mean, his, he's looking for the boogeyman. He's looking for somebody to keep him with that chip on his shoulder. And and unfortunately, that somebody right now is us. It's the media. <laughs> Do you think, well, that's a different way of putting it. Do you think, though, that maybe, just flesh this out with me. What if he stayed at Golden State after this year? Everybody assumes he's going to leave. And it seems that anytime there's a problem, we just blame him. We just blame, hey, well, Kevin Durant's leaving. He's a great big distraction. And so we just blame him. Well, if he goes to New York, there's even more media that's on him. If he stays in Golden State, say he finds a way to, to sign a long-term deal, usually guys who are there for the long haul, who are really, really good, will always end up taking their side in the media for whatever reason. Would it be beneficial to him to maybe stay with the Warriors? I think if you want to win at the highest level, there's no doubt he should stay with the Warriors. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, and what he and Steph and Clay and Draymond, those guys could do, if they were to stick together and, and buck the trend of guys, you know, leaving when when the getting's good, Kyrie left, looking around the league, at the guys, you know, who have vacated winning situations, mm-hmm. that, w- that would be beneficial to his career on and off the court and his legacy. I mean, think about the, how much they could win the next four to five years in Golden State. All those guys could set themselves apart in terms of rings better than almost anybody in, in a couple of generations. Who, who would have won like that since the, the Jordan Bulls? 
you know, I mean, I, and I'm not of the of this idea that he's got one foot out the door. I really, I, I think, I think the chance that he stays is greater now than it is that he leaves. I know what the narrative is. I know what the speculation is. But you don't walk away from that kind of winning unless you are really committed to whatever that next step is. And and I got to see it to believe it. To see a guy walk away from that. Sekou Smith joining us on the show. How seriously should we be taking the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors? Dead serious. They're, 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 they're both very good, match up very well with anybody else that they would face in the finals potentially, including the Warriors. Um, you know, the Bucks haven't done it yet because, it, you know, we got to see them win a series together with Giannis, you know, leading the way. And, and I think we obviously will see that in the first couple of rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Toronto's a different beast because we know that they've had a ceiling in the past, but they haven't had a guy like Kawhi Leonard to steer them, you know, through, mm-hmm. through those sorts of potholes in the playoffs. Um, but I think they're both very dangerous. Um, they would be my two favorites along with Boston, you know, in the Eastern Conference. And I think all three of those teams would be very formidable in the finals against the Warriors or whoever comes out of the West, but most likely the Warriors. Who's your MVP real quick? And it's funny you ask. I've, I've got on my NBA, I mean, on my, on my MVP lad on NBA.com yesterday, I had, Harden and Giannis tied at number one, which is everybody thinks the top out. But I really do think <laughs> it's that close right now with five weeks left, and one of those two guys has to separate himself to win it. I, I think it's a two-man race right now. Um, and if I had to lean towards one of them, you know, as a drop-dead thing right this minute, I would think that as good as Harden's been, Giannis has been steady all season long on the best team in the league and that would give him a slight edge. Wow. See, I, it just feels to me that, and I agree with you, and I, it's funny you laugh about the cop-out thing, but I agree with you on that. I just feel that it, it's like when we look at this, if you play to that level, you you kind of wait your turn. It's like, oh, Kevin Durant this. Okay, fine, we'll make Kevin Durant the, the MVP. All right, we make Steph Curry the MVP. Okay, he's earned it. Now we make, we make James Harden the MVP. It almost feels like now in this last generation, there's guys who are there. You just got to wait your turn. And it feels like it's James Harden's year that he's waited his turn to be that guy. Look, he's been fantastic. But I have a very hard time not rewarding a guy who's done what Giannis has, which in in the history of our MVP metric in the NBA, if you're the best player on the very best team, and then you do it on both ends the way Giannis does. Mm-hmm. That that would be very difficult to see him be passed up for that award, even when a guy's had the kind of scoring season that James Harden has. Um, but we do we tend to get caught up in in the offense and the scoring, and to me, we don't always measure the the overall impact that a player like Giannis brings. I mean, he's taking a Bucks team that was nobody's picked to be the best team in the NBA and taking them to a galactic level this year. You got to, you have to weigh that very heavily in his favor. Sekou, I thank you so much for the time, my friend. All the best. We'll talk to you again soon. Sure, kid. Take care, man.
Thank you, you too. Sekou Smith joining us, NBA.com, NBA TV. Follow him on Twitter, at Sekou Smith NBA. I like what he says about Kevin Durant. I've got to bring that up by the end of the show. And I still think, for Golden State, does it feel to me like like Kyrie Irving is just miserable right now in, in Boston? You get these closed-door meetings with Brad Stevens. They're still a good basketball team. I know that doesn't seem like they, they play with their head up their ass for about three and a half quarters and then are able to turn it on and win some of these games, except for Golden State the other day. I've, I, It's very rare you see a team, except when LeBron James is on it, that is so dramatic that is still very good. And Boston's still a good basketball team. And it feels like, man, Kyrie is just not feeling good about this. He's miserable about all this. Talks about the cameras being in his face. And the guy was just in a movie last year. And I see that and I go, man, Golden State needs to be paying attention to this. Because you can all go out and get your thing. Clay Thompson can get a max contract tomorrow from somebody. Draymond Green, basically the same thing. And you just look at that and I think, man, I know you guys want different challenges. I know you guys might want different things personally, professionally, things like that. It isn't always greener. You want to get away from that? It's a very hard road to go down when you're by yourself. If Kevin Durant wants to go to New York and be in New York with the pressure that's on that team, they are not like the Celtics or the Lakers. They think they're like the Celtics or the Lakers. They're not. It's an organization that plays in the most famous arena in the world. They haven't won a championship since 1973. They haven't really competed with the exception of of Patrick Ewing in the last 30 years. You just got to be careful what you wish for if you're one of these guys, especially when you go back at the media about these things. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by GEICO. You need homeowners or renters insurance, you get to GEICO.com. Coming up next, it's hard to take a guy with a blonde mustache seriously, but Antonio Brown does make a valid point.